This is the FM Gold channel of All India Radio. In the program News Analysis, now we bring you a discussion on strengthening trade ties between India and USA. The participants are Amiti Sen, financial analyst, and Ruchika Chitravanshi, journalist. US and India have been long-standing allies, and trade is an important part of this relationship. However, differences over access to market and tariffs have led to fears of somewhat of a protracted dispute between the two countries. Amiti, how do you see this whole situation evolving in the few weeks to come? Even the Commerce and Industry Minister, Mr. Piyush Goyal, is scheduled to visit Washington next month. How do you see the India-US trade ties evolving? It is quite natural for trade partners to have frictions because there are always items in which one country wants more market access than the other and vice versa. There are lots of rules that we don't like in each other's countries. But what is slightly worrying is that things between the India and US, at least over the last two months, the friction seems to have accelerated, which is not too good. So it seems that like after China, it is also India which has come into the US's you know, spotlight. And they seem to be quite serious in their demands, wanting India to you know give them more market access because there is growing rhetoric about, you know, having an unfair ground of play between the two countries. Also, U.S. has dragged India into WTO over retaliatory tariffs that we put. In spite Trump saying there was some sort of a softening of stance in Trump's position towards India, he even said that we are going to have a very big trade deal. What has happened so wrong after that? Trade deal that uh, Donald Trump has been talking about, it's something, you know, the negotiations, the talks on which started in the previous BJP regime. Basically, the two trade teams, they identified the areas of, you know, unhappiness that both sides have and they have been trying to address these. But the thing is that the talks did not move towards conclusion at all in the last regime and there were hopes that the new BJP government was in place because the officials were all there in the previous regime also. The government was the same. So, things would rather pace and we would reach towards some kind of conclusion, but that has not been happening. So, if you look at the areas of demand that the U.S. has identified, it has been saying for quite some time that India's tariffs are too high and that is why there is trade deficit between the two countries, the trade balance favoring India. So, it has been identifying quite a number of products which include, you know, telecom products, IT products, health equipment. So, they have been trying to push India to lower tariffs and to a certain extent, India also tried to play along. If you remember, last year we did unilaterally bring down tariffs on motorcycles, although we didn't have to because we are within our WTO limits, but we still did that as a gesture of goodwill. But somehow the message is not going across to the US that India is not trying to be belligerent and it is trying to maintain the good relations that the two countries have had for a long time. So there is a need to try a lot more. India has done quite a bit, keeping its own interests in mind and the US demands. And you've seen the trade deficit also come down a little bit. How do you see that? That's right, because one of the first things that Trump regime said to India after coming to power was that there is this big trade deficit and what to bring it down. So India has been telling the US that, you know, we have been exporting products that your industry needs. So we have been giving you high quality items at low prices. That is why your industry has been buying. And also if you look at all the areas of contention that the US has raised and also when they were having these industrial consultation on whether the GSP benefit to India, whether it should be withdrawn, a number of sectors from the US, they came forward and said, no, it is very important for India to 
be given these benefits because these benefits are collating down to us. So then we are, you know, benefiting from the cheaper inputs that India is giving us. And if you basically impose tariffs on these products by withdrawing on these 3000 plus items by withdrawing the GSP benefits, then ultimately it's the US products which will get more costly. But then somehow did not push down well with the US government and we saw them withdrawing the GSP scheme as soon as the Modi 2 regime came to power. So although the US industry, a lot of the sectors are also on the same page as India, but somehow there is feeling in the Trump regime that India has been taking advantage of US's lower tariff regime and India should reciprocate by lowering its own tariffs. One of the reports I was uh, reading, Walmart has communicated it to the US government that India's FDI policy and policies regarding e-commerce are very regressive. But these are the big players of the world. India is still vying for that spot. Is there some sort of a bullying tactic you see? or Well, there is a big attempt by a lot of countries, the developed countries, the US or the EU, to basically have a multilateral agreement on e-commerce. So at the WTO, because they could not get everybody on board, so they have started multilateral negotiations on e-commerce. The idea is to have countries like India, which have a huge e-commerce market, and there is the potential for that to increase manifold. So the idea is to have a say on the kind of rules that India has. And one big problem that companies have with India's rules is that, you know, in single brand retail, all the 100% FDI is allowed. But country still insists on, you know, 30% domestic sourcing of inputs. India, over the last two years, they have made attempts to give concessions, even like while maintaining 30%. But around that, they have been given several concessions to companies. But I think still they would really want that 30% requirement to go. So this January meeting that everybody is talking about when Walmart complained, to the US or USTR. So Walmart has now come out and said that no, 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 we are complaining no more because India has been responding. We are talking to the Indian government. They have taken steps. So yes, the pressure is on. But at the same time, companies also realize that India's e-commerce market is huge and you know, they would want to stay in here while they would want the rules to be relaxed. But at the same time, they wouldn't want to, you know, totally antagonize India and lose whatever opportunity they have as it is. But yes, as you said, there is a lot of pressure from the US government for India to basically relax its e-commerce rules. But as you know, India is being called a bright spot in the economy. It is one of the fastest growing economies. And people do want to come and invest here. So should it not be at our terms? How do you see? The finance ministry said when it decided to change its investment rules and get into fresh bilateral investment treaties with every country because finance ministry realized that the older rules were actually going against the government and there were like really there were million billion dollar suits against India and many of them which the Indian government lost. So if we want investments in our country, we want investments in our own terms, which is fair enough because every country, whether you look at US, whether you look at the European countries, they had different rules, the various stages of their the economy growing. So when they wanted protection, they put in protection. And right now, on the outside, you might think that they have got very relaxed regimes. But then they have got, you know, when you look deep, so there are all these fine print where you will find a lot of restrictions, which could prevent, you know, money from flowing in very smoothly. So all countries protect their, their own interests. And India has also been doing that. We are living in a globalized economy. We are not operating in isolation. In doing so, are we in violation of any of the international treaties or norms? Well, there is the World Trade Organization and it has been serving well as the judge for countries which were members which violate 
these multilateral trade rules. Although investment is not part of it, but the trade rules are part of the WTO. So WTO has been playing a very good role, but we have seen that recently it's in trouble because the US has been raising issues with some of the decisions that the appellate body has been taking and they have stopped the appointment of new judges and from December maybe the appellate body will stop functioning. But these global trade rules are very much there and countries try their best to adhere to it and when there is a fear that somebody has actually gone against it, people file cases at the WTO. As you mentioned earlier, US has dragged India to the WTO for imposing retaliatory duties. So US feels that these retaliatory duties are not fair because they have been imposed against a measure which the US thinks it's right to take. So, But India believes that duties on steel and aluminium, which US imposed last year, the 10% and 25% duties. So US has been saying that this is a security concern for us and security decision is ours to take. We don't need a WTO to decide on that. But India's stand has been that, no, we are not a security threat to you. The amount of aluminium and steel that we sell to you will not basically bring down the capacity of your industry to the extent that it would leave you unprepared, you know, if such a situation comes that your industry wants to produce more. So it will not kill your capacity at all. So it is actually something which is unfair. So now it is the WTO which will take a decision. So the global rules are there, the rules are being followed by countries, rules are also get broken, then goes to the WTO, WTO has been taking decisions. So far it has worked fine, so hopefully the blood body crisis that we were just discussing, hopefully your countries would find a way around it, this would continue to function the way it has in the past. And whole US stance against China and that it had said countries who trade with China, it will sort of boycott them. US has not said that very directly about China as it has said in the case of Iran and also in the case of Russia. But for China, it has basically identified this company Huawei and said that the supplies them parts or whatever dealings. So if they continue doing that, these other companies would be boycotted. But the U.S. has been doing this. It's been getting away with, you know, what it's been doing in Iran. Like, it's because of the U.S. sanctions that India has had to stop buying oil from Iran. And now we are in a situation when we are not buying from a country which has been supplying us oil at a price that has been one of the best that is offered to us in the market. And also at very, very reasonable terms. Like, they throw in a lot of freebies with that. But we have had to stop trade with them because of the U.S. And now we are in a situation when we have started buying oil from the U.S. Also because, you know, to bring trade deficit down and to make the U.S. happy. But that oil is actually not very, very economical for us because also of the distance that is between the two countries. But the thing is that U.S. has been getting away with it. So it got away in case of Iran. It's now trying to do so in case of Russia. And maybe like if it gets success with Russia as well, it would try to do with China. So one has to look for these signs and also guard against it to the best of one's ability. Can you also talk a little bit about impact on sectors like defense and telecom, which figure high on the list of this Indo-US trade ties? See, right now, the US hard-hand tactics, it has not actually affected India too much because we have been doing what we think is in our national interest. But going forward, I don't know how things would be because over the last two months, the signs of aggression from the US seems to be increasing. They have they just sent a trade team from the US Trade Representative's office. They had a two-day meeting over Thursday and Friday. So the USTR, these officials, they met people from the Commerce Ministry, Ministry of External Affairs. So the attempt was that, you know, after PM Modi and President Trump met in Osaka and they decided that the trade talks should restart. So the attempt was to see that uh, all the pending issues, they get back on the table and we move forward towards sorting them out. So going forward, the road is tough and 
India has to be like very careful. We can understand that the pressure is on India, as you said, and there is a very, very delicate platform that we have to tread in the coming few weeks. And hopefully, as you said, that was not a negotiation talk that we just had. Yes, you're right. Like India, uh, US is India's largest trade partner. We export a lot of variety of goods to them. Many of them are labor intensive. So a lot of job creation that happens in India, it's also due to the exports that we make to the US. And US is also dependent to a large extent on a lot of things it buys from India. It basically gives a lot of support to their industry which manufactures probably bigger products. So this is a relationship which has been serving both countries very well over the past decades and I don't think that the industry in both countries would really want relationship to SAR and result in a situation where both lose. So I think the US government also knows that. Hopefully that both India and US knowing that you know this relationship has been of mutual interest would try to sort these out. One of the important things was about data localization that India has been insisting upon that data should not leave the country. It seems like a very valid demand. Where do we stand on that? Data localization is one of the primary issues that US mm. has been wanting India to address. The US has been against the RBI norms which insist that companies cannot take data which have been collected in the country and take it outside and put it in servers outside the country. This is something which US has been against and India has been saying that, you know, it's our internal policy, we want our data in the country and it also leads to a lot of job creation in the country. So we don't want to change it and it is our decision to take. So that is again another point of confrontation between the two countries. We hope that the talk next month when Mr. Goel visits Washington are going to be fruitful and India and US will get back on track, establishing stronger trade ties than ever before. Thank you so much, Amiti, for all the wonderful insights that you have shared with us today. Thank you. You are listening to a discussion on strengthening trade ties between India and USA. The participants were Amiti Sen, financial analyst, and Ruchika Chitravanshi, journalist. This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. This program is also available on our website, newsonair.com. You may email your opinion about this program at airnsttalks at gmail.com.